This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Billy Barron. Billy, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thank you, Kevin. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking. So, Well, I appreciate that. I, I, um, in the early days of, of my podcasting, I, I sat at a, at a desk similar to this one, and right behind me was a, was a ceiling fan. And it looked like I had a little propeller like on my head, and that's, that reminds me exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> over your head there? But tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about Billy Barrett. Yeah, um, so um, I'm married uh, to my beautiful wife Austin Lee, and we've got four four kids. I used to, but super. Um, and uh, as far as what life looks like currently, I am um, full time in hardscaping. Um, but the story leading up to that, um, I've done so many different things, um, so many different occupations, but, um, finally I feel like I've, uh, discovered, not just discovered, but I've, I'm able to chase the passion that I have in, in this industry. So, well, I, I have seen some of your work, um, and it's, it's been, you know, both online and, and in person and it, it's incredible work. I mean, it's, it's amazing just the kind of the artistic value. And we're going to, we're going to kind of circle back with that in, in a little bit, but let's say you and I are, are getting on an elevator and we're going to go up, you know, 10 floors. You got 45 seconds of, of my time and I look like I might be a good client. Give me your elevator pitch on, on Bethlehem hardscapes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really what I, what I tell people I do is I extend their, their living space inside their house outdoors. Right. Um, so many memories that we make with the people that we love, our friends, our family, it's, it's in our home. Um, and we all love the outdoors. Um, there's fresh air, but you want to go out there and actually be able to enjoy the space. Um, you want to be around a fire pit, have, um, have something that you're enjoying that's aesthetically pleasing. Um, and, and that's where more memories can be made is uh, extending, like I said, extending your living space outdoors. So. Now, there's, you know, people compare things all the time. They So let me compare like a kind of a rock walkway to a, uh, to a deck to, you know, concrete pad or whatever. I mean, other than the aesthetics, what's, what's kind of the big advantage of going with like a hardscape? The big advantage, um, obviously the biggest advantage in my mind, um, and for customers really is the aesthetics of it. There's some, uh, you can do with the art of it right it depends on your style you want to go traditional you can go traditional and design um i am a huge fan of of modern hardscaping and there's so many products out there particular brands that um that produce incredible um incredible products that um can give you the, the type of feel that you have as far as what's comfortable for you as far as the design and the the structure of hardscaping um, depending on where you are in the country, um, it, you know, you're going to be able to, you, know, you pour concrete and what happens no matter, no matter if it's the concrete or, or a bag, eventually that's going to crumble over time. Um, hardscaping done properly can last decades and you look back in history, um, and you know, Rome, they built over 50, 50,000 miles of of roads and they did it with the same technology that we're using today. And I say technology, it's the same, it's the same method as far as um, a solid base 
and and using you know interlocking the products that's the biggest thing is the interlocking of of, of pavers when you're doing patios um you know there's there's the technology where the clouds and thaws and it's expanding you don't have that with traditional poured concrete as far as decking you, you can spend top dollar um, for decking material, but guess what? That decking material will fall apart eventually. Um, it will need to be stained. It will need to be um, maintained, replaced. Um, hardscaping done appropriately can last decades. And, uh, and again, going back to the creative element, you can, you can create some amazing designs. Um, as far as retaining walls, right? Because that's another element of, of hardscaping. Um, structurally, you can create more space and in an environment that uh, is all hills, you've got you've got dips. Um, you can create usable space that you might not have had in your yard or your property. Um, and then again, um, you can just create beautiful designs. You can add fire features, fire pits, water features, um, entire fireplaces outdoors. Fireplaces outdoors, uh, to me um are one of the pinnacles of of, of hardscaping it, it is it doesn't add a lot of practical design um in the sense that you're not going to be getting a lot of heat like you're not circled around a fire pit with your friends but you're sitting in front of a fireplace but it, it brings the whole outside, right yeah, so for sure. where do we go in the house so often we're right. sitting around the fireplace you can extend that outside under the open air so so the term we keep using that i i I've probably started uh, using the term hardscaping. So define that for our listeners. What is hardscaping versus landscaping versus any other kind of scaping? Absolutely. So landscaping is typically what we think of as far as plant design, mulch design, uh, beds, um, and landscaping really is, is softscaping. Um, you're, you're using the earth, right? Um, you're using vegetation. Hardscaping is using, uh, using now what? manufactured concrete stone, natural stone, you're taking stone and incorporating it into the surrounding landscape. Um, so it, it creates um, a division between the, the softscape and the hardscape. So, so one just doesn't wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm just going to be a hardscaper. So tell us the, give us the kind of quick historic yeah transition from i know you said you've you've done a lot of things but so what happened when you were 16 and you're out mowing yards and you were standing there looking at a pool and thought wow i can do this so the story of how because it it is a strong passion of mine i'm almost when i'm passionate about something it's it's very obsessive um but you know i think about why hardscaping well I'm, i'm i'm creating i'm creating something with my hands and where did that start? That really went back to, you know, I'm thinking back to my childhood. I, from my earliest, mem- earliest memories, I am, I'm building things. Um, I, there's cardboard boxes. I'm building forts. There's hammer and nails and string. I'm hammering and nailing into anything, everything that I'm not supposed to. I'm creating things. Um, you know, as I got older, hemp jewelry used to be how to help hemp jewelry. Uh, well, that turned into paracord and making things out of paracord, where it's belts, ropes, um, you know, containers for for camera lenses. Like I like creating things with my hands. So that is that is why hardscaping 
uh, it gets me going is that I'm creating something. Um, how did I get into hardscaping though? Cause you can build anything out of anything, right? Um, you can build websites, you can build houses, you, right? Why hardscaping? Back in college, um, I worked for a landscaper and, uh, it was in Lynchburg, Virginia, and there's not a flat surface anywhere in Lynchburg. So they wanted to build they wanted to build a complex. We had to build retaining walls. And so that was my first exposure to hardscaping, was building segmental retaining walls. Um, we also uh, built a couple earthen retaining walls, which was interesting. Um, and I remember thinking sometimes I'd be on a job site and I'd see a guy in a suit, and, uh, and I'd be thinking, gosh, I'm down here in the ditch. I kind of want a job with a suit. Um, so... Fast forward, I had a job with a suit, uh, did not did not do it for me, right? Uh, worked in food, I worked in ministry, um, I've worked at airports, I've done so many different things. Um, but about two years ago, I was just doing some uh, honey, for a, there were just some things around the house inside that they needed done, um, hanging this, changing that. I was doing that and I just, um, I said to him, I came to him and said, guys, I know you're busy, you just moved into this home, um, the, the inside of the home is beautiful. The outside of the home, you've got, uh, I, I didn't want to spin it in a negative way. I said, you have a, a great potential outdoor space back there. Got a lot of space. Uh, and I really just I, I said, do you mind if I, do you mind if I take, uh, just take some effort and, and go out there and build something for you? You know, patio walkway, we'll do, we'll do the sod, we'll do the lighting, we'll do the landscaping. And they said, sure, go for it. And they really gave me free, free to do, um, what I wanted out there. And, um, I remember, uh, I posted a picture on Instagram, um, as I was laying this patio and, uh, and I, and really what I said one was that I could do this for the rest of my life and be happy. I could do this every day and be happy. And I didn't really think about what that was going to entail two years later, but from that job, I posted a couple pictures, um, on Facebook. And then for the next two years, just job after job, I had people reaching out to me and I was really just doing this on the side. It wasn't a right. legit business. Right. Um, it was, Hey, you guys, uh, they, they wanted a patio. Okay. Here's what the material costs. This is what you'll pay me. Right. And I kept sharing those, those pictures. And then how did it, how did we end up where I am today with Bethlehem hardscapes? Um, it, it's actually a family-run business. This isn't this isn't a single. This isn't all my effort. Um, but I was approached by a family who has a construction business, Bethlehem Construction, um, and, and my father-in-law as well. And they said, "Hey, we recognize um, that what you're doing is a is a, an incredible opportunity for a business. Um, we want to help you get there. We want to we want to see you." take off with it. So there, there is back, um, I need, whether it's tools or what have you, um, they came in and said, Hey, you let us know what we want and we're going to let you run with it. Um, so really I'm the sweat equity in this business. Um, as far as, and, and I've learned so much just in the first few months of what that looks like. This is not building patios on the side. Like I was right. running right. a business. This is filling the prospect machine, you know, with, with new potential homeowners that want to work with you. It's, it's creating relationships with vendors and um, with folks that help me with estimating and design. Um, and it's really building a business. And a lot of this thing is how do you build a brand? Um, I know how to build a patio. I know how to build a retaining wall and the knowledge of that, how, you know, the, 
the best practices in that. I'm constantly learning those things. I'm, I'm getting the certifications. I just spent a week um, up in New York and I was getting ICPI certified and NCMA certification. What are those certifications? There are no building standards for hardscaping. Um, there's no local codes, right, that say it has to be built this way. ICPI is Interlocking Concrete Pavement Institute, and that is the standard North America. Uh, you build patios. Mm -hmm. How do you do it in a way that is uh, not necessarily and not only aesthetically pleasing, but structurally that you can guarantee to your customers right. this is a product that you can enjoy uh, your, you know, as your children are growing. Plus it's trusted. It's a trusted, I mean, there's a, there's something there other than you just showing up when a storm hits and all of a sudden you're a roofer. Right. I think that, that whole mindset. So you, you said something earlier. I want to circle back on real quick. You said, yeah, I was a suit there for a while and I, I thought I wanted to be the guy in the suit and now I found out I didn't want to do that. It sounds like to me that you're heading back toward right. that same path. No, it's interesting because Yes, the goal, the goal of this is that eventually I'm not the only one doing anything, right, and everything. Um, eventually, I want to be running a crew of guys, um, multiple crews of guys. I want to have, uh, I want to, again, build a brand, and, and a brand involves in more people than just me, right? Um, and I'm still not going to wear a suit. I'm still going to strap on my boots and be wearing my car hearts and I'm going to be going out on jobs. I'm going to be, you know, meeting, uh, I'm, I'm going to be running the business. I'm going to be meeting the, the, the homeowners. I'm going to be building those relationships because that's the thing about, that's the thing about success. It, um, it is not without solid relationships and being able to listen to people, hear what they want and then communicate to them what they should expect. Right. Um, so, yeah, but you're still going to be the guy driving up in the Range Rover, rolling the window down and going, guys, make sure you clean my tools up when you're done. Yeah. And, and maybe not a Range Rover. Maybe I'll get to get a, the trailer. a 50, right? And get out there. <laughs> it'll still be shiny, right? So, or, you know, Hey, maybe your father-in-law might have an airplane you can borrow and, you know, yeah. as you're flying to, to jobs in other States, but right. So when did you start this? So you said you've been doing this kind of on the side for a couple of years. When did you kind of go full time? So full time um, was at the end of January. So one whole month, one whole month I've been doing this full time. Well, man, that changes my next question. Something. And so what would you give your pre startup self? What kind of advice would you give your, your pre, you know, you've only got a month runway here, so right. it's not like, but I, I would imagine there's things you've learned in the last 30 days that you're going, oh, I wish I'd have known that in absolutely, hours, you know, absolutely. So, um, it is, it is understanding the expectations and the unknowns that, that you might not be aware of, uh, especially the expectation um, that when you, you, you draft up a, a contract, um, there are going to be things that you did not even think of and would have never thought of until they come to you and say, Hey, what about this? Yeah. Nothing in your contract that says this. Oh, well, guess what? From now on, it will, right? <laughs> um, so that, that's the thing that I think I would have, um, maybe entering in, would have, have done a more diligent um, process in, in developing that contract, maybe consulting other folks, other companies right. um, in this arena, just trying to figure out what is, what 
that you've run into that is a unique is a unique issue, but is something that needs to be addressed. Um, and the other thing too, really, is the suit job I had was a sales job. Yeah, um, I was selling insurance, which you know a little bit about. And my 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 take on it is there, you know, insurance is necessary, but you're often selling a product. From my perspective, is that you're not selling a product that people want to have in the sense that they're not like, I, I can go out and experience this engine. This is not a beautiful fireplace in my backyard. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think I realized how much uh, business still sales. It is yep. still the process. Sure. Still, you need to fill the machine. You need new people. Um, you, you need to be meeting people and you need to work the sales process. It's building the relationship yep. with them. It's following up. It's the touch points with your, your homeowners. That is something that I don't think I realized going into this. Oh, I'm just going to be able to, I'm going to be able to build patios and retaining walls and outdoor living spaces. Um, that's the day job. Um, the night job is, is doing all the estimating, doing all the measuring, all the, the prospecting, right? Um, but so nothing was wasted. I mean, nothing, that? I mean, you and I talked, you know, a couple of weeks ago, nothing leading up to this though was wasted. I mean, even no. you, know, you look at the different jobs you've had, I mean, you can take away things of every one of those jobs and, and apply it to, to what you're doing now. I, I mean, and you can just see the, the beautiful mosaic of, you know, how you've been created to fit this, this role right now. Absolutely. And you know, the thread that runs through all of those different jobs, all those different industries, because there were times that I was interviewing um, for a job when I was and and they saw my job history and they were like, um, what, what do you offer? Um, because you've done some things. What do you, what do you then? And really the thread that runs through all of it is the relational element. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's how you relate to people, whether that's through management or teaching um, or sales. It's yeah. all about the relationship that you can uh, develop with other people and also the dependency on other people, you know, not having a lone wolf mentality that it's, um, I can do everything right. Right. One of the things that surprised me most about getting into this full time is I make a little bit of effort to go to this conference or to get on this particular, uh, closed Facebook group. Right. What I realized is just reaching out a little bit, the community is a very tight knit community. It is a very encouraging community. It is an open to any question you have, and we will offer you um, we will offer you the advice that we have from our experience. Um, and it's pretty interesting because um, you know there are incredible companies out there that sell hardscape products. They sell um, they sell the actual pavers or retaining wall blocks that that we build with or they sell the tools and without me prompting, they just see that I'm interested and I want to be a part of this community and in the presidents of these companies, um, to these reach contact and say, we're here for you, whatever you need, just ask us. Right. Um, so the community in the hardscape world is something that took me by surprise. I don't think I realized um, how welcoming it would be and how tight knit it is. But I think you're going to respond in kind. I mean, right. you're, going to, you're, you're bringing that, you said, kind of thread through all of the, you know, different experiences and jobs and, you know, that, that you've had. But speaking of that, so is there somebody 
Uh, and I know this is more of a an offline thing because it's you know it's it's actually doing things that are that are material in someone's yard or whatever. But I mean, I have a feeling you 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 look at I, I don't know if you look at Pinterest or not or other other places to get ideas on you know how to do that. Is there some designer online or something that really inspires you? Um, so I follow a lot of Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. um, and they're of so many different, so many different individual hardscape landscape companies. None of them by name necessarily pop out, but the, it's interesting, the hashtags under all of their posts, it's yeah. on all the posts of all the different projects that I'm attracted to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all has to do with hardscaping, whether it's, um, hardscape brother, it's a product brand, a manufacturer. Um, there, you know, there's lots of manufacturers of, of, of hardscape products out there. Very good. The one that I'm drawn to most and the one that I'm going to show my clients um, 100% of the time is a brand called TechoBlock. Um, TechoBlock's story is really cool. Um, but what is what I'm most attracted to is not their story. It's what they produce. Um, you, can, you can find pavers that are three by three. And you can find pavers that weigh 250 pounds a piece. We just got done with a project where each paver laid was 125 pounds. Teco Block has so many variations of styles um, and the quality of that product. Um, that is what that is what I want to give to my clients. You know, I'm going to warranty my work, but I know I'm backed by sure. Opinion, the best product in the market. Right, right. Plus, hey, you're gonna have to start your own hashtag. I mean, you know, people are gonna be seeing Bethlehem Hardscapes. You know, no, uh, I, I actually have my own hashtag, um, and I'm the only one that uses it. Um, but my hashtag is Hardscape Hard or Go Home. Um, <laughs> and I, I put my best tag that on on all my pictures, and hopefully, other people will will see that. You know, because. You, you click on a post on Instagram and there's, there's 15 hashtags and you just go through and, you know, click on them and, um, and it, it takes you to other people's projects, right? Yep. It takes you to their company. Um, that's something that maybe one day it'll, it'll, it'll take off, but that's something that I use and I'm the only one that uses it currently. So you gotta, you gotta create a thread around that brand. So right. speaking of, you know, hashtags, I mean, what, is there a, is there a specific quote that, you know, kind of inspires you that, you know, you got taped up by your computer as you're, you know, doing your books or whatever. Is there something that like one line that's, that says that's kind of my go-to inspirational product or productivity quote or whatever. Right. Um, it's interesting because in, in listening to, to some of these um, interviews, I was thinking about it. I surround myself with, um, with content, audio content constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, music in particular, music in particular, lyrics, those are the things that stick out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a particular line, um, it's part of uh, um, a larger song lyric, but um this line in particular what's concealed in the heart of having is revealed in the losing of things and what does that really mean to me right when you look at that it says what's concealed in the heart of having is revealed in the losing of things um oftentimes we're chasing something 
our behavior really is, um, is defined by something we're chasing. Um, and is it worth chasing? What is, what is the value? Like, yes, I'm building hardscapes and I get fulfillment out of the artistic element of it. Um, I'm wearing my hand something, but what more is it? What am I looking for? Am I looking for validation? Am I looking, um, for fulfillment? Um, and if I, if I, you know, how does it apply to hardscaping? What happens when my hands stop working? When my back yeah. goes, have I lost who I am to this opportunity? Right. Will I be lost if I can't build hardscapes? No, it is my passion, but it's not something that my identity be, will, will be um, ultimately wrapped in. Right. Plus, you know, you can still drive your Range Rover, right? Or your. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, Billy, let's let's wrap up. Let's let's really, you know, drop some value for our listeners here right at the end, and in a segment I love to call the Rising Tide Micro Course, and. Uh, just, you know, two or three things I just really want you to pinpoint that you can kind of leave with our listeners as they, if they're, if they're considering this or, you know, this is really your time to kind of expand on this, however you see fit, just, uh, you know, take it away and, and give me a title of it. And then, then tell me, you know, kind of what are the three points that we're trying to get across here? Right. Um, hardscaping is not cheap. Pinterest can be your best friend and it can be your worst enemy. Instagram post and you say, that's beautiful. I want that in my backyard. I want to be able to sit around that fire pit or that fireplace. Um, have honest conversations with your contractor, with your builder to know what is this going to cost? Um, because I've been approached by so many people that say, Hey, I want this. And I come back with a, with a quote, with an estimate, and they said, oh, um, I was expecting to spend $500 and what I showed them was $5,000. So really it's, um, check out check out the, the reputation of builder. Um, have a nice conversation with them. If they're not willing to take you the job that they've built, um, take, physically take you and show you, um, if they don't have those, if they, all they have is pictures, don't necessarily trust that it's their pictures. Right. Um, so, um, ask them all the questions. What happens if this, how do we do this? How long is it going to take? Um, what are some of the things, you know, so ask open questions to your, to your builder. Um, and if they're not, if they're not open or, or at least say, Hey, I'll find out the answer to this for you. Um, look for someone else. Don't really go on this you um, a cheaper cost because um, usually corners are being cut um, because hardscaping in and of itself it just is it's labor intensive and the materials are expensive so the lowest quote doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a product that you're going to be able to love um, and you know because I'm talking to a, a lady right now that just had hardscaping done three years ago. You spent upwards to $250,000 on it and it's already failing. Wow. Um, again, just because it's the cheapest quote you get, it usually means that it's going to be a cheaper product. Well, let me, let me recap what I've understood. And it really is kind of under the whole idea of the, of the value of hardscaping and understanding the value. So, 
first of all, you know, fully understand the cost up front. I mean, have that clearly outlined and in, in your price quote contracts, you know, and the terms or whatever. The second is, you know, make sure that you check out the work and the reputation of the of the hardscape company. You know, actually go on, do a site visit, you know, and, right. and ask good questions. And really the third one is is really just, I guess, understanding the or have an understanding of the quality and the value that hardscaping has even long term versus say a cheaper option. And, you know, and, and in comparison to, you know, even hardscape, you know, a cheap hardscape estimate versus one that is more quality, just understand that, you know, you're going to pay for better work and, but it's going to be a better value in the long run, you know, going forward and you're not going to have to circle back in 18 months and have it done again or have it fixed, so to speak. So, right. Correct. Is that a good summary of, of what you outlined there? Yeah, you, you said it much better than I think I communicated it. But um, yeah, I think you're the expert. I'm just yeah. I'm just taking notes here. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, well, you obviously got what I was getting at. So yes, a good, yeah. good synopsis. Now, if you want beautiful hardscaping, um, it's an investment. It's an investment in your property. Yeah, so. yeah. That's a. I mean, that's a. That is such a good way to kind of wrap up things today. Just the whole idea of of uh, you know, it's it's been a little unique conversation we've had today because this is a different thing than we normally talk about on Rising Tide. I mean, we're all, normally we're talking about online businesses and things like that, but just just a, the way you wrapped it up is that you know, quality hardscaping is an investment in your it, home, and it's it's not. So don't look at it as an expense, look at it as an investment. It increases the value of the property and, and just the quality of life, you know, that you have. But like you mentioned, you know, hanging out at the, around the fireplace and in the backyard there and or just, you know, just a peace of mind that it's just work well done. And it's beautiful. It's aesthetically right. pleasing too, on top of that. So, right, right. Well, Billy, thanks man for, for joining us today and just kind of sharing this with us. And, and it, I mean, I love kind of these unique diversions we have within the rising tide community and, and I can tell, you know, I, I know you, but I can also tell just your passion that has come through on the screen today of just, you know, this is not just a job to you. This is really, this is a passion. This is a, this is a high commitment here that, you know, saying, Hey, as long as I can do this and, and I want to continue to pour, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into this because I care about the quality of, of work that, that is produced. And, and uh, just thanks for sharing that with our listeners and just really helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Billy, have a great day. Thank you.